It's easy to fall into the trap of making our interviews all about the guest. Sure, it means we get to tick the box that says, I showed up today, but what value are we really creating for our listener? In this episode, I'm going to show you how you can make your guest feel like a hero while helping your listener overcome a difficult challenge. The more helpful we are to our listener, the more they trust us. The more they trust us, the more they'll want to work with us, buy our products and join our communities. Welcome to the Podcast Owner's Manual, your handy reference guide to taking care of your podcast and yourself. I'm Mark Stedman, and when we think about interviews, as I said, we often put the guest first. We want them to be comfortable and have a good time. We respect their time. We know that they're busy. We want them to feel like the conversation we've had with them was worthwhile, both to us and to them. That can lead us to structuring or biasing our interviews towards the biographical. How many shows do you know that share stories from entrepreneurs? And honestly, how much do you care outside of your own guests who live fascinating lives, of course? Well, as we talked about last week, we can flip this. Instead of planning around the guest, we can plan around a central question for each episode. A helpful podcast solves a listener's problem in their language. So let's take a podcast about being a neurodivergent leader, for example. So we're going to make an episode about the three principles and what they can teach us about dealing with anxiety. If you don't know what the three principles are, it's not important to this discussion at the moment, but it's worth a Google. So we've brought on a guest to talk about the three principles because we know it's something that they're familiar with. Now remember, we can flip this. If we started by picking a guest, we can think about a listener problem that they're uniquely qualified to solve. So in order to conduct our conversation, we are going to use a condensed version of the hero's journey. There are three important beats in the hero's journey that are relevant to the way that we're going to structure our interview. We've got the call to adventure, tests, allies, and enemies, and then returning with the elixir. Now, your guest is essentially a retired hero who has returned with the elixir. Think Dumbledore in Harry Potter or Dorothy Vaughan in Hidden Figures. Now we have a new hero. That's the listener. So your job is to guide the guest into reliving those three hero's journey acts. Those are roughly... The mentor, which is the guest, the challenge, that's our central question or problem, and then the hero, which is our listener. So for example, let's take our episode about anxiety. Here are three prompts that give our interview a three-act structure. Number one, how did you come to discover the three principles? Number two, tell us how you implemented this concept in, uh, into your work. Number three, how can we take a three principles approach when dealing with our own anxiety? Here's an altogether different example for a podcast about songwriting. Instead of the three principles, let's look at the four chords. Again, if you're not familiar with it, that's okay. It's a strong uh, a songwriting chord structure. So our three questions might go like this. Number one, when did you first notice how many songs use this chord progression? Number two, 
new songs come out all the time using these four chords. How has such a well-known chord progression survived for so long? And number three, how can we use this chord progression to make it easier for amateur songwriters to get started? And what tips do you have to keep our songs from sounding like everyone else's? So here we're, we're starting by focusing on the guest. This makes them feel a bit more comfortable, a bit more relaxed. It's, and it's a nice transition from our intro. One of the things that I always advocate is when you go into your intro, it's really great if you can transition so that the next voice we hear in the interview is the guests rather than you setting the guest up. So you might uh, conclude your intro. You know, you've, you've talked a little bit about the guest. You've given their potted history, perhaps all the bits that are relevant to, to the listener. And then you might say, and I started by asking them when they first encountered the four chords. And then we have our transition music, and then we go into the guest talking about that, uh, the answer to that question. So we then go into more of a shared human experience in our in our second act. Um, or we talk about the problem itself, not just the guest's take or the guest's relationship to it. And then we end with what our listener can take away. That's the really key point here. And again, it's that nice transition from here's the guest, here's the problem that they're solving, now here's how the listener can apply it, and then we're going to go into our outro, which is call to action. The listener's a bit more motivated. We've talked really about them and their problem. Hopefully we've solved it for them or we've given them the recipe. Now, I'm not advocating that you just ask three questions and done. This is just a structure to help you think about the interview itself. Now, we say interview so often what I talk about is, is really it's a discussion where you are guided by your curiosity. All we're doing here is we're just setting out a little bit of structure to make this process a little bit easier. So if you've got, let's say, 50 minutes with someone after you've done all the setup and teardown, you know, I usually say, uh, give, give your, your guest about an hour. You'll have a bit of time at the beginning, make yourself comfortable. No one ever arrives on time. You're dealing with microphones and all that kind of stuff. You probably end up with about 45 to 50 minutes, let's say. So act one of those 50 minutes, you're going to focus on the guest. So it's about 10 minutes talking about the guest, talking about that first thing. How did you encounter this particular thing that we're going to talk about? What's your experience? What's your, what was your call to adventure? Act two then focuses on the problem itself. So that's about 25 minutes. There's a bit more of the meat. That's where we can get into what difficulties were faced and how they were overcome and that kind of stuff. So talk a bit more generally about it. And if you need to go into a bit more depth about something like you know the, the four-chord structure, what that means, then that's an opportunity to, to add a bit more detail and a bit more colour there. And then finally, Act 3 is focusing on the listener. So about 15 minutes there to talk about something that's a bit more actionable, that goes back to that central question. Okay, we've got the context now. How are we actually going to solve this listener's problem? So as you talk, keep one eye on the clock uh, occasionally and, and just steer the conversation into those areas when the time comes. Now, I know it can feel safer to focus on the guest's story, but I want to ask you to try and res um, resist that urge as much as you can as you head into the second act. If the transition feels a little bit clunky, that's, that's absolutely fine. You don't have to make it smooth. You can take a break, take a beat. When you come to edit it, 
the last voice you hear will be the guest you know, answering your previous question. Use a little bit of music, a little bit of a transition sound, and then you can go into your next question. We subconsciously understand that as time passing. So we don't need an explanation. It's it's not weird if we hear a little bit of a transition music and then you sort of asking a completely new question or taking a slightly new tack. It doesn't feel awkward or weird. It does if you hear that pause and then you're like, okay, so uh, I guess I'll ask you that, right? We can remove that from from the the edit. Just use that little bit of transition music and then it actually feels quite slick. It It's one of those weird things where it might feel uncomfortable at the time, but it actually comes out slicker in the edit. So just take a, take a little beat and then you can bring in your next question. Now, I always think that a pattern should be discovered rather than disclosed. So... You don't want to signpost that this is what you're doing to your listener. It's fine if you want to signpost it to your guest. That's that's okay. Uh, and that might be helpful. Some people like a bit more structure. They like to know how things are going to be structured. Whereas other people are just quite happy. Like, I, I tend to be quite happy. Like, I'll let you drive. You know, as long as I know what we're talking about, I'll let you drive. Um, and that's fine. Where, uh, whereas other people feel much more comforted by knowing, okay, these are the kinds of questions I'm going to be asked. This is what I need to prepare for, that kind of thing. But I do think having that pattern, when it gets telegraphed a little bit too much, then it's like, oh, I've seen behind the curtain here. I sort of, I know how the sausage is made. And I think it's nice to keep to keep it a little slicky. We almost want the listener to slightly underestimate us in terms of how we're making the podcast. It's that kind of conversation where we want the listener you know, if we meet them in a bar, you know, a year or so in, and they're talking about our episodes, and and they they say, you know, it's really interesting how you always manage to do, you always manage to like turn it around so that the, like it, it always ends with with talking about the problem that that I'm facing right now, and you can go, yeah, it's almost as if that was the structure. You know, it's almost as if that was intentional. You know, you want the listener to almost think. Oh, it's it's interesting that that they do that. That's 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 weird, and not actually see the pattern, not because of of any kind of dishonesty, but it just it feels a little bit more satisfying when we can do that. So, just try and not make it too obvious when you're transitioning from from one thing to. If that feels like too much work, if that you know, don't don't worry too much about it. But if you get to that point where you you think, okay, you know what, I'm. Um, several episodes into this now i'm kind of feeling comfortable you don't have to say and now we're going to transition to to this style of question or whatever you, it will just naturally happen so why are we going to do all of this work well firstly i actually think it's less work than you might think it's far better to have a structure and to do some of this work at the beginning like i sat down here and i wrote these notes for this episode it's taken me far longer than it will do to record because this is an idea that i'm really passionate about and i i think it has real legs and makes a lot of sense i like a structure um but it's it's not just structure for structure's sake it's this is taking you know my 15 16 years of working on podcasts to try and get to this really distilled nugget of 45 minute really helpful takeaway uh, episodes rather than just that was 45 minutes nicely spent so for me again as much as as a guest I'm quite happy to be unstructured when I'm creating content and when I'm helping other people create content I think it's far easier to have this 
the right structure in place. What often happens with new podcasters is they have a set of questions, you know, 10 questions, and they ask everyone the same questions. That's not a structure. We need to be able to have a little bit of give and take. We need to be able to allow you to follow your curiosity. But at the same time, it's having the structure in place so that you don't have to think too much about how do we bring this back and make it valuable for for the listener. If you've already planned out those three acts, it will come a little bit more naturally because you will naturally start to gravitate towards, okay, we've talked about you, we've talked about the problem, and now we're going to actually help solve the listener's issue giving, having given them that context. And if you do help a listener discover something, discover a hack, solve a real problem, even a problem they didn't know they have, that's, that's also a, a completely uh, legit thing to be able to do, you become the mentor to them. Now, Simon Batchelor is is uh, someone I've talked a fair bit about before. They've been a guest on one of my podcasts. I've guested on their stuff and done some lives and things like that. And I have a huge amount of respect for what they talk about. But also, I've got some real, for want of a better word, hacks, some real takeaways from the advice that they've given. It's st- often, again, about structure. When you find someone who is that person for you in a particular area, you will, like I said, right at the top, you will buy from them. You will work with, you will want to work with them. You know, Simon gave me some, it was, it was a, a video. I can't remember how I found it, but I'm pretty sure it was a free video. And it was so valuable about helping me understand the work that I do now and helping me understand that I'm not the hero, not that I thought I was, but helping me understand that my client is the hero and I'm the guide. Simon gave a, gave a great example of, uh, of this and, and they still talk about it now. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I read that or, or watched a video or something and it was it was a free resource and it helped me so much it was so useful that it kind of blew 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 the top off things for me and it was the it was the start of, of them working with with Simon and their uh, partner uh, Francis in the better bolder braver community and it really stems from the fact that I was given a piece of value that was or a piece of knowledge uh, a structure, an idea, a hack, if you like, that then just made my life a lot easier. If you can be that for someone else, if you can facilitate that, you don't have to be the person with the idea, but if you know the person with the idea and you become the facilitator for that and you can synthesize it so you can show that you you can understand it and you can apply it to what the listener is facing, you become invaluable to them. You become a resource. You become that mentor. Now, there are still some some of the uh, concerns here that your your guest might have about doing this kind of stuff. And I can understand this. Like, you're bringing someone on, especially if it's someone maybe a little bit more high profile or where you want to be really respectful of their time and their, and their knowledge. You might think they think that they're going to be giving away the farm for free, right? They're giving away their 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 top resources. They're, 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 you know, the, the stuff that they've slaved over for ages. Well, 
One of the things that I think it's worth mentioning here is that this is a reference. This is reference material for your guest too. Um, my website. Uh, there's a few places where I've used material that I've recorded on other shows that I've where I've guested on other shows because that's great authority for me, right? So I've guested on other podcasts. It's or, or done other live events. It's really useful for me to be able to show that because it demonstrates, oh, other people believe this guy knows what he's talking about. I've got this big, long list. Not endless, but I've got a, you know, a, a good list of, uh, of appearances that I've made where I can show other people think that this guy knows what he's talking about. That's great social proof. And it's also more content you know if if me again as the guest in this scenario we have this idea that which again i think came from simon bachelor it takes around seven hours for someone to you know they've got to spend around seven hours with you before they'll decide or commit to working more with you or you know that kind of thing and so this is adding to that for the guest it's adding to their library of work as much as it is to yours. So it's worth mentioning that if you feel like your guest might push back because you you want to say this up front. You want to say, listen, these are the things we're going to talk about and I want to ask you this specific thing. And maybe they've got a framework or maybe they've got something. Now, I haven't encountered anyone yet who says, no, that's proprietary information I don't want to give away. Of course, they may say, well, you'll have to read the book for that and that's okay. You can tease some of that stuff out. But I think that tends to be it's it's akin to the question of how many listeners do I have? We often think that our prospective guests care about that more than than they actually do. And there's several reasons for that which I won't get into but now for now but yeah, if you're worried that they think that they they might be giving being asked to give their trade secrets away, then that's a, a concern that you can address in the messaging that you do before the interview over email or if you have a pre-interview call whatever explain yes i I do want to sort of mine you for, for information here but we are also creating a resource that will be valuable for you as well because it's it's good social proof um it has exactly the same benefits to the guest as it does to you the producer because they are the person that's showing the knowledge that's giving the knowledge good social proof it, it also it's authority it shows that they have this knowledge and then for you it shows that you are someone who knows the people not just knows the people who know the things but also that you understand them and you know how to apply these things to the listeners uh, everyday life so summing it all up then um the focus is always on the listener's problem not the guest's history not their biography Yes, we, we want to introduce that because it's, it is useful context and we want the guest to feel valued because they are, but it's not the focus of our interview. So plan around a central question or a problem that the listener is facing. And then use a, this condensed version of the hero's journey to structure our interview so that in the first part, we're making it about the guest. In the second part, we're making it about the problem and then in the final part, we're making it about the listener. Now, I do have a uh, a little framework here called the, the Helpful Interview Framework. Uh, if you would like this in web or PDF form, then just drop me an email, mark at origin.fm, 
Now, it's a PDF with a complete rundown of everything that you need to create a high-quality interview that adds value to your listeners' day. So we're not just talking about the the things that we've talked about here in terms of structure, but there's also a big checklist that you can go through about have you got your mic turned on? Is it working? Is it the right distance from your face? Can you hear the guest okay? Is the audio working? All those different things that you need to do when you come to sit down and record an interview because it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this stuff. I promise you there are there are bits that you forget. It talks about things that you can ask like confirming pronouns, confirming pronunciation of names. It looks like a big, big, long list, but it's a lot of stuff you just go, yep, tick, 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 tick. So it's got that, but it's also got this structure as well. So together, uh, this will create, uh, help you create a a real sort of tight nugget of an episode that delivers a, just a, a, a an espresso shot of value to your listener without it feeling too condensed and too over slick or anything like that. It's gonna, it's still gonna feel natural because you're following your curiosity but you've just got a little bit more of a helpful path to get there. So you'll find links to everything I talked about today at podcastownersmanual.com. Thank you so much for listening to this. Don't forget, if you do want to get that uh, that PDF, then mark at origin.fm is the email address. I'm not bothering with a, the lead magnet or anything like that. It's just always good to uh, spark up a conversation. I'd love to know what you found valuable here, what you would like a bit more detail on, that kind of stuff. So yeah, mark at origin.fm uh, and I'll send you the PDF as a little thank you. Next week, we are going to be talking about creating a mailbag episode for your listener. So if you want to help me with that, then again, mark at origin.fm, send me a voice note, send me uh, any kind of question that you've got relating to this or anything else that we've talked about. If there's anything on your mind, podcast related, then send me, uh, send me a little voice note. That'll be fantastic. You can do it on WhatsApp as well if you've got my details, but also mark at origin.fm if you want to uh, send me uh, a quick voice note because next week, as I say, we're going to be talking about creating a mailbag episode uh, and, and why that can be useful and how we can put it together. So until then, take very good care of yourself. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Music.